Gridiron Grinder. Hut, hut, hike. All right. It's Gridiron Grinder time. I'm Ryan. With me, as always, is my buddy James. We're hitting you guys up on Saturday night this week. The NFL draft just ended. Uh, just a couple dudes hanging out like we always do, talking about what's going on in the NFL each week. Tonight's episode 42. Uh, so for tonight, we're going to start things off with Name That Stadium like we always do. After that, we'll hit the news from this past week. Uh, then we'll spend the bulk of the show providing our 2021 NFL draft grades. Uh, we're just going to do this for rounds one through three since it just ended. Uh, kind of hard to get four through seven this fast. Uh, but then lastly, we're going to close things off with our question of the week. And so uh, with all that being said, how's it, t how's it going tonight, James? It's going good. How's it going with you? It's going good, man. Going good. Just chilling on my couch. A little more comfy than normal, but, you know, just kind of switching it up for a change. All right, well, hey, let's uh, let's do Name That Stadium. So for anybody who's watching, uh, this is a part of the show we do. It's just a fun little segment each week. As you can see, uh, James is out there traveling the country. He's got a new background image every week. Uh, and so we're just asking our viewers if you think you know what stadium that is in the background, Go ahead, throw your answer into the comments section. First person to get it right will get a special shout-out next week's show. Uh, so, James, where were we at last week, man? Last week I was in Kansas City. Basically, it was the news of the week, the trade with Kansas City and Baltimore for uh, Orlando Brown. So I, I was kind of pumped about that. I was pumped for Orlando Brown. I, I've known all offseason he was going to be traded. Just where, where he was going was interesting, and I like I liked the move for, for both teams. So I picked uh, Arrowhead. Nice. Well, that's good. Some inspiration behind the image. So I, I like that. That's cool. Um, yeah. And, you know, I was just looking at their offensive line, man. It's uh, they've definitely beefed it up, you know, for all the things that had happened at the end of the year. Uh, it looks like they're going to be going into this season pretty solid. So that's good for them. Uh, OK, so moving on here, just do our recap of the past week. Uh, I think probably the biggest thing out there is the news about Aaron Rodgers uh, basically making it known he wants out of Green Bay, you know, in my opinion, rightfully so, uh, with the way they mis mishandled the draft last year, uh, drafting a quarterback one and a running back two. It's just foolish, man, foolish. They're not capitalizing on the time that they have left with this guy. And it sounds like there were some complications with him getting an extension. Uh, and so now he wants out. I heard San Fran inquired and they were denied. Uh, it sounds like the team's holding pretty tight that they're not going to trade him. Uh, but it's uh, not a good situation, man. What are you hearing? Oh, man, it's such a fucked up situation up there. I heard I heard today that it, it looks like Green Bay leaked the news. Okay. Apparently, because, you know, Rodgers was at the Derby today and – he spoke off camera to Trico, and Trico said that Rogers came out and said he was disappointed the news came out. Ah, okay. So maybe he was trying to keep working a deal, and yeah, yeah. He thought it was all behind scenes. And hmm, interesting. Yeah, and and like he basically he he didn't. It wasn't. It's not from Rogers' mouth, but. Is he, he was disappointed, and he said, I guess, he, how much he loves Green Bay, and he loves the city and the fans and stuff like that. But he didn't, he, but he wouldn't come on camera and actually specifically address it. 
but or or even deny that there was a uh, was denied the rift was there. But I'm also reading that the biggest point he wants is he wants Gunicus gone. No kidding, huh? Yeah. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, I, I mean, hey, I don't know what's going on with that team. They, they should have been doing a lot more to keep him happy and, and get some weapons around him. And, uh, you know, he's been there a long time. For them to get one ring is it's just it's not good enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's not it's not on him. It's on it's on the team. It's on the management. So, um, OK, so other than that, this past week, uh, there was news about Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, he got traded from the Panthers to the Broncos. I thought it was a pretty good deal. The Broncos just had to give up a six-round pick, uh, and it sounds like Carolina's paying a portion of his salary because of the timing of everything. Uh, I, I think it's a great trade for Denver, man. I think that he comes in, puts the heat on Drew Locke. If Locke doesn't step up and be the guy that they wanted him to be, Bridgewater comes in. You know, we're talking about a team that has a, a pretty solid defense, and, you know, they've got Melvin Gordon at running back. They've got a lot of wide receiver weapons. You know, they just need a smart, good quarterback, and they can make a run, in my opinion. And so, uh, I don't know. I, I was pretty happy about it. What about you, man? Yeah, I, I like the move. Like, I think what the details was, that, like, of the $11 million that Bridgewater makes this year, Denver only has to pay three of it. Yeah, that's, that's a steal. And, I mean, that, that's a steal. You get – quarterback i mean bridgewater's a pro a pro he can he can come in he'll he'll work hard for you he'll show show lock the ropes maybe maybe turn lock around a little bit and and then move on to his next team that needs saving at quarterback yeah he'll be the uh the next fitzpatrick just yeah kind of you bounce could, around you and could, catch in here and there you, you could just call him bridge quarterback instead of bridgewater there you go there you go Uh, All right. So uh, the next piece I had was just talking about Deshaun Watson. I know it seems like we're talking about him every week and it's uh, always something negative, just all the stuff that's going on with him. Uh, I did read an article on Yahoo that talked about a possible bidding war. Uh, Something like eight different teams had expressed interest in going after him uh, and supposedly the Texans were actually thinking about it. They were just trying to like drive the price up by getting these guys to bid against each other. Uh, it sounds like the Patriots were involved. The Dolphins were involved. Uh, and, and I heard that one of the packages that was being floated around was three first rounders, two second rounders, and a quality defensive player. Uh, and then Miami, it, it might have been all of that plus Tua in the mix. And I, I mean, it just it blows my mind to hear some of this stuff coming out, man. I mean, it just, um, I don't know, dude. I, I don't know what, what's going to happen with all these civil suits and whatever else, but uh, I'm actually kind of feeling bad for the Texans fans, man, because you had a generational talent and, you know, and if, if he wasn't going to play there, you could have gotten a freaking, a pretty good deal if all these picks and everything's true, basically to start over. Uh, and now, I don't know, man. I mean, it, they're just going to be left holding the bag potentially. So that's a crap deal, man. Well, it's it's more of that. Like, if you're a Texans fan, you're probably like a Rockets fan and, and an Astros fan. And, like, you just – like, Houston just keeps getting beat down with the sh- all the shit going on. Like, they had uh, their best basketball player probably in franchise history 
basically get fat to get his way out and then you had you had had the trash can scandal with with the astros and and then the shit happens with the texans and with watson and then it's just like man i feel bad for houston fans period yeah man just not a good deal for that fan base and i mean they were already struggling so like you said they had a lot going on and and the football team, I mean, they they did they just fell apart this past year. But yeah, um, they got uh, Bill O'Brien. Yeah, they got Bill O'Brien. Yeah, it's it's a bummer. I actually liked him too, but it it did not work out. Um, okay, so uh, a few more things. I'll just kind of burn through them here. Uh, Eric Flowers, offensive lineman, traded from the Dolphins to the Washington Football Team. Basically, they just swapped the late round picks. Not really a flashy move, but. This is a guy that's been a, a pretty reliable guard uh, as of late, anyhow, uh, and should go in and help that Washington offensive line. Uh, from what I read, it was kind of just a cap space move for Miami, because honestly, you know, when I hear Miami moving alignment, it just seems like that they need to be going the other way. They need to be adding mm-hmm. them. But uh, but hey, whatever wasn't clicking with this guy, and so they shipped him out of town and. I think it's a, another good move here for uh, Washington, you know, kind of like the Denver trade. They didn't have to give up much to get a, a solid guy. So, yeah. Uh, and then next we got Antonio Brown, man, re-signed with the Buccaneers. Uh, it's a one-year deal up to six and a quarter million. You know, just the insane freaking times continue with them bringing back everybody and their mom to make another Super Bowl run. I, I think at this point, if they don't win another Super Bowl, it's a disappointment. You know, it's just for mm-hmm. you to be able to bring literally everybody back like that. Uh, that the the that's the bar. It's all the way at the top. Uh, yeah. I don't know if this kind of thing's ever happened before, man. I, I don't. I well, don't even know if I've heard anything even close to this happening before. Well, it's 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 almost unprecedented. Not only are they bringing back basically every player from that team last year, they're bringing back all the coordinators from from all all the coaches. And they're adding to it, like, like didn't they get, uh, what's-his-face, uh, Bernard. Oh, Giovanni Bernard, yeah. Yeah, so they're, they're adding to that offense. They're, they're going to have more time together. If, frankly, if they don't win the Super Bowl next year, it's going to be a disappointment. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. Win or you're pissing everybody off. That's basically what's going to happen. Yeah. <sighs> But, hey, it should be some good football. Um, Okay, next up I got Geno Hayes. Wanted to talk about him for a minute. Uh, The former NFL linebacker, uh, sad news, passed away at 33. Uh, Another one of these guys lost way too soon. Uh, From what I read, it it was a a liver liver disease issue. Um, You know, this is one of these guys. He was a six-round pick. Ended up having a pretty good, productive run in the NFL. Yeah, despite being a later round pick, he ended up starting about 70 games, I believe, uh, and had something like 400 tackles. You know, that's always good when you see those late round guys actually have a an impact like that in the league and just, uh, you know, uh, tough, tough to hear the news, you know, sorry for his family and his friends and everybody who was close to him. Yeah. Um, okay. Next up, I saw the NFL made some rule changes this past week, and I've not read up on all of them. Uh, the one that I just keep hearing about is how they've expanded the available numbers for players. Uh, you know, what have you been hearing about that, man? Well, it's 
it's confusing. Like basically what it boils down to with the numbers is just the players can choose more what numbers they are. The it's confusing on the side of like like because like linemen and linebackers had like a different set of numbers they they could uh, draw from and now like a lineman and a linebacker have have an overlap so Brady's all talking about blocking schemes and I don't think it makes a fucking difference. Gotcha. Who, who gotcha. cares? You 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 see where he's lined up and that's how you decide decide who who you're supposed to block. It's yeah. like he's 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 lined up he's lined up in front of the linebackers. Oh, he must be a lineman. I'm supposed to block him. He's he's lined up where the linebackers are supposed to be. Oh, he's a linebacker. I'm supposed to block him. Like it's you know it's just a, an old dog not wanting to learn a new trick thing. That's all it is, you know. Yeah. And I'm I'm getting up there, you know, not like super up there, but I'm getting old enough where I can appreciate that. It's like, you know, once you get your thing down, you get everything figured out. You don't want a bunch of people coming and making changes. So I, yeah. I get it. Uh, but yeah, hey, it's a number, you know, and I don't know. I just uh, I've heard all the excitement about people getting their old uh, college numbers back. And, you know, hey, that's that's cool, I guess. Um, and then yeah. last the, the last thing I had on here was just the um, uh, the trade chatter about Julio Jones. Um, and I've not I've not like seen there being a lot of meat to it. Uh, but it sounds like something's been going on, um, you know, and, and we we had talked about, you know, hey, maybe Pitts is a good choice just to kind of give him Matt Ryan that one more weapon because Julio's starting that decline phase of the career. And, you know, maybe they're looking at making a move, man. I don't know. When I when I looked at it briefly the other day, it looks like it's kind of salary cap prohibitive. But, you know, have you heard anything about this? I, I heard a little bit about it. Uh, Fontnote actually had spoke about it, and basically, without confirming, confirmed the report that they were looking to trade Julio Jones. I guess after a certain date, if they trade him, it's not it helps them on the salary cap, and they need the help on the salary cap because they don't have the room to pay their drafted players. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I mean, it's it's basically it's it's. I, I've guaranteed some stuff in the past, so I'm not going to guarantee this one. But you think there's something coming? But I think I think there's a lot of fire to that smoke that's there. I Man. think there's a lot of lot of fire to it. Julio Jones. I would be shocked if Julio Jones plays for the Falcons this year. That's well, a good thing they grabbed Pitts then. Yeah, but what, going back to the rules thing, the one rule change that I liked was the onside kick rule, or the kicking rule. Uh, tell me about it because I didn't, I so, didn't read on that one within, I think, I think it's in what they call the setup zone, like the 10 within like 20 yards of that 10 yard where like, you know, the defense sets up for a, for a kick. Mm-hmm. You can only have, you can only have nine players. Okay. So, so you have two, two less players that can be in that zone where that sweet zone for an onside kick. So it might make it a little bit easier to convert an onside kick. Gotcha. Oh, that's cool. Um, all right. Well, any other news from the week that you want to hit on? That's the only one I can think of is the onside kick rule. Okay. There are some okay. other like little rules that, oh, oh, the sky judge, not sky judge rule, where basically they have a fifth 
official or whatever, six, whatever number official up in the box that can communicate with obvious objective calls and help the refs out during the game. Okay. Like, like the spot of the ball or stuff like little stuff like that based on replays. Yeah. So taking a little bit more advantage of the technology to try and get it right. I got you. Yeah. Oh, Hey, that's cool. Good stuff. All right. Well, Hey, let's, uh, let's switch it over here and let's go hit our 2021 NFL team draft grades. And so, uh, we talked about this earlier, James, just letting everybody know basically what we're going to do instead of going pick by pick, we're going to go team by team and we can hit on each of the picks for each team. Uh, but we'll do it alphabetically and kind of like we did the, uh, the mock draft, we'll flip a coin here to figure out who's going first, me or you. And, uh, we can give our take on how they did in the draft, what our grade is, just a little bit of notes. Uh, and of course, each of us can kind of comment on the other person's grade, uh, you know, whether we agree or we disagree and why, uh, and we'll just kind of bang it out through, you know, that way, all 32 teams and, you know, we'll see how it shakes out. Sound good? Sounds good. All right. Let me get my, my trusty old, uh, you know, coin flip app out here. Uh, and, uh, James, I will let you call it in the air. If you get it right, you can decide if you want to take it or pass it. All right. All right, go heads. ahead. Heads. Ooh, it's tails. Damn, last time I went tails and it was heads. Shit. Ah, so that means it's on me. Um, I will... I'll let you go first. Because I think I went first last time. Or either, either way, I'll just, I'll let you go first. <laughs> Wait, yeah, that's what you just said. You, you'll let me go first. Yeah, I was trying to think if I actually let you go first last time or not. No, because... No, you went first last time because you took Fields for San Francisco and I would have taken Jones. Oh, I took Trey Lance. That's yeah, right. Trey Lance, not Fields, yes. sorry. yeah. All right, well, yeah, no, that's cool. Um, so, yeah, why don't you kick it off, and we're going uh, alphabetical, so why don't you start us off with the Arizona Cardinals? Arizona had two picks. Um, they didn't have a third-rounder. or Yeah, they didn't have a third-rounder. So they picked Rondale Moore in the second, or in the second round at 49th overall, which I think is a solid – I'll give that an – B plus. I thought I thought it was a little bit high for that that player, and I thought they've done a lot of adding to the wide receiver core, so it wasn't a wasn't a need really for them. Yeah. And then uh, they picked Zayvon Collins, linebacker, uh, in the first round at 16 overall. I'll give that an A minus. Again, I it was a little bit high for them, but. And, Uh oh. What? You still there? I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah, it just froze up on me for a second. I got you now. All right. So Zayn Collins, I thought I thought they would go go um, 
let me see, where did I have them going real quick? 16, I had Arizona going with a cornerback, but the cornerback I had going to them wouldn't have been there. So I think I actually give Zayvon Collins an A minus because I think he could be a stud uh, sub linebacker. So overall, I would give Arizona a B plus for their for their two picks. That's good, man. Yeah, you uh, you did them solid. I, I kind of had them down a little bit lower. Um, and, you know, part of it, like you said, with Rondell Moore, you know, I just thought I thought there were a lot of good guys still on the board that would have fit some of the bigger needs that they had. And so I discounted him a little bit there, but, uh, but he's still a good player, at least, you know, everything I read about him. And so, um, yeah, so that's good. I like that. Um, okay. So that kicks it over to me with the Atlanta Falcons. And so, uh, they had, you know, a pick in the first, second and third, uh, nothing crazy there. Uh, they took Kyle Pitts in the first round. Uh, they took safety Richie Grant in the second round and offensive tackle Jalen Mayfield in the third round. Uh, I Here's the thing. I like the Pitts trade, uh, but I guess I should start by telling you about my grading system. It was uh, alphabetic. I, I did A. Actually, I did all the way through F because I know normally you'd have E or F be the last one. I just went all the way through. It kind of lined up into a point system that I use for evaluating. Uh, but basically, A was... You know, you're matching your top need with the top talent on the board. Uh, B is uh, you're you're taking the top talent and you're filling a mid-level need because it's not aligning with your top need. Uh, C was top-level talent with a lower-level need, uh, but, you know, kind of goes to the theory that you can't pass on best available. And then D, E, and F are basically you reached for a guy whether it was to fill a need or not. And so it went down from there. Uh, and so with Pitts, I love the pick, but it's just one of these things where I believe Atlanta would have been best suited getting out of that four spot and they couldn't find a suitor. And so they took Pitts because they couldn't pass on the best available. It just was nowhere near their biggest need on that team. They need help all over that defense. And so, um, so I, I, I actually I gave him a B minus for that pick, even though I think Pitts is a fucking A plus player. Um, it's just the way it worked in my grading system, which is a little bit funky. Uh, and then with Richie Grant in the second round, I gave them an E on that pick. Honestly, I was pissed by that because um, I looked at it and number one, you had defensive end Ronnie Perkins available. Uh, and then if you really wanted to go safety, there was Trevon Morig there. It just was like, wow, like they just, in my opinion, swung and missed. Uh, and then in the third round with Jalen Mayfield, I gave him a C plus. Uh, I thought that was actually pretty good value. It just was one of these things where it wasn't, according to my evaluation, it wasn't even one of their top six needs. And so I liked the pick. I just thought that there were other guys that could have given them a little bit more bang for the buck. Uh, and so when I, when I netted it all out, I ended up giving the Falcons a C on their first three rounds of the draft. Yeah, that's about where I w- was. I was a little bit higher because I was a little bit higher on Pitts because at, at number three overall after them not uh, – number yeah, number three overall, number four overall, sorry. Number four overall where, where they were, none of the none of the defensive players that would have av- were available or that, they, that were, quote, needs for them. It didn't were, line up, I know. Were, yeah. were, were a fit for that that high of a pick like trading down was the best option 
And because they didn't trade down, and with the stuff that I'm hearing is going on with Julio Jones, I actually love the Kyle Pitts pick, and I would I gave that I gave that an A. But nice. I but you're, for the second day, I am 100% on you on it with that. Richie Grant was a reach, and Jalen Mayfield was basically a depth play. And yep. you don't you're not you don't want to when you have other needs you you don't do depth picks. All right, well, kicking it back to you, man. Tell me about the Baltimore Ravens. All right, so the Baltimore Ravens, they had. One, a first and two second. I'm sorry, two firsts and a second and two two firsts and two thirds. There we go. I'm showing two firsts and two yeah. thirds. Yeah. Two firsts and two thirds. Sorry, I my eyes are playing tricks on me. It's just just one of those days. One of those one of those days. So the the second um, first pick was the trade for uh, trading Orlando Brown, and that was from Kansas City, and. They picked Odafi Owe, which I thought it was Jason, but that's okay. I, I had it as Jason Owe as well. Maybe he's got uh, two yeah, first no, names. That they... No, he he goes. He was going by Jason, but now he wants to go by his legal first name, which is Odafe. Ah, okay. I remember. I remembered it, and I just it just yeah. And then they picked Rashad Bateman from um, Minnesota. So I like the OA pick. Uh, I would give that that A. I think he's I think he's a solid linebacker. He I think he I had him as as I had him a lot higher I believe than where they picked him. Okay. No, actually I take that back. I had them exact. I had them picking. Picking him at 27, in my and when I went through my mock draft, and they picked him at 31, so a little value, yeah, a l- little bit of value value there. So yeah, I did have him. I had him going with the 27 pick, where they p- picked Rashad Bateman. I give Rashad Bateman a C. I okay. think that I I I had Bateman. I had Mitchell. I had uh, Mitchell ahead of of Bateman, who was still available there. And I mean, could it? When did Tony go? Twenty-one and nineteen. Yeah, you know, I. Um, yeah, I, was I mean, okay. I had, I had okay Elijah Moore. The, I was okay with the Bateman pick because um, uh, when I was looking at the ESPN ratings, they had him in an eighty-eight overall, uh, and with Terrace Marshall falling as bad as he did, I kind of thought. You know, really, you're comparing him now to maybe to like Elijah Moore or somebody else that was like right around that 88-ish, 89-ish rating. And so uh, I thought it fit their need well, and it was a top-tier guy. Uh, but but yeah, I, I, I guess it's just more for me confusing. What the heck happened with that wideout from LSU, man? Why the heck did that guy fall so bad? Oh, um, what's this? Terrace Marshall Jr.? Yeah. I don't know why. Why am I not? I I just miswrote his name, and so I was getting I, I was confusing myself. I, I don't know why it, he, I put why it he as Mitchell it. in the spreadsheet. That's on me. <laughs> oh, so that's that that that's why my my notes are all fucked up on it. Yes. No. Uh, I don't know what happened with 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 him. Why he why he dropped it? It'll be uh, interesting interesting to find out why he, why he dropped. But 
I think I thought he I thought I just thought they could have done better than Bateman. I thought Bateman was 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 a late second round pick, and they picked him in the first round. Like okay. seriously, seriously, I thought I thought Bateman could would have been available, but when they picked at uh, um, what was their second round pick? No, I I mean it would have gone a little bit before I because I had Bateman going at number fifty two. Gotcha. Okay. So I I just think it was a little bit of a reach there. Sure. For for him, and then. In the second round, I like I like the click the the pick of Ben Cleveland. I had I had Cleveland as as one of the top guards in the in this draft. Um, and oh, it nice. Fills, it definitely fills fills a need. Um, I I think I can see. I had him at three fourth. I had him as the fourth best best guard in this draft. So I think I think it was. It's a solid pick. It fills a need because that's where Orlando Brown was playing was playing for them. He was playing guard, and it and it replaces that. So basically, basically you get a first round pick, and for for your for your Pro Bowl guard, Pro Bowl tackle slash guard, and then you're you're able to replace him right away. And I think Cleveland Cleveland will fit fit that um bill pretty well. And then um, Brandon Stevens, I honestly. I did not have him rated at all. I did not do much of a dive into him. Yeah. Like, I mean, he was like, he looked like, honestly, like when it, everything I've read, read about him since, it, you're looking at like a fourth, fifth round pick that they picked in the third. Yeah, they, they either saw something nobody else saw or they just missed on it because, yeah, to me, it seemed like they reached to get that guy as well. Uh, and there was definitely still some guys on the board that could have, at least on paper, filled some holes. And so, yeah, I was I was a little bit confused about that one. Yeah, and I mean, so I would I probably give Baltimore a C plus. Okay. For, they they reached a little bit too much on Stevens and and the other wide receiver. I thought I thought Marshall was a better would have been a better choice where they where they picked the Bateman. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, we're close. I had him at a B minus. I w- talking about the guard real quick uh, with Ben Cleveland. Nothing against him. I just had Quinn Miners, that guy from Wisconsin Whitewater, uh, like significantly higher on my board, and so I just thought, geez, you know, that would have been my pick for that spot. But uh, you know, I, I don't want to totally knock it either. Once you get into those third round picks, uh, I kind of change my weighting on how I come up with my overall team grade. I put a lot more weight on the first round, and then it, and then the second round has more weight than the third round, and it just kind of goes like that. So, because you just know that once you get into those later rounds, sometimes it's a crapshoot, man. Sometimes it's really hard to nail down the talent. But those those early round picks, you got to get it right. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so then moving it over to me with the Buffalo Bills next. Uh, so they uh, they had one pick in each round here through one through three. In the first round, they took defensive end Gregory Rousseau. Uh, I, I liked that pick, and um, he was on my board in that top level of talent that was available, and I had defensive end as their top need. So I gave him an A for that pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, the, in the second round, they took defensive end Carlos Basham Jr. Uh, and this is a tough one because I gave him a C-plus for the grade, 
only because they already addressed that defensive end position. And so when I looked at it, I loved the pick. I like Basham. He's one of my favorite defensive ends in this class. I just thought they could have spread the love and maybe gone after Hunter Long at tight end or done something different there. Uh, and so I gave him a C-plus on that pick. I think he's going to be a great contributor for the team. That's just the rules of my grading system. Uh, and then in the third round, uh, they took offensive tackle Spencer Brown. Uh, that's one where they had a need at guard, and so maybe they're, they're going to finagle some things and put him there. Uh, in which case, the grade's not as bad as, as what I have right here. But I gave him a D for that because I thought there were clearly uh, uh, at least a handful of higher talent guys available. And so I felt like it was a reach. Uh, and I still felt like they could have gone tight end. At that point, it would have been Brevin Jordan. Uh, and I also thought they could have even gone running back and gotten Michael Carter, uh, which we know that they they need a workhorse running back. And I don't know. I don't know that they got this three-headed attack, I don't see how that's going to work all that well. But all in all, I still think it was good for them, and I gave them a B-plus grade overall. Oh, okay. I, I, I agree with you. I thought I thought they should have gone running back with the uh, second-round pick or maybe even the third – I'm sorry, the third-round pick with uh, Spencer Brown. Either one of them, they should they should have gotten a running back coming out of this, coming out of this draft. One thing I found interesting since you mentioned Carter, and I think – most of them were in the outside of what we looked at. We're looking. Let me verify. Otherwise, I'll I'll go to it when we get to the Jets. Sure. Uh, Jets. Where are they? Okay. Yeah. So it's outside. So the New York Jets drafted. Let me make sure the other one. Wait. Just take your time, man. I, you know, I, I'll tell you what, I actually, yes, okay. I really so, like the Jets draft, but we'll get there. Yeah, we'll get, we'll get there. But, but in later rounds, outside of what we're talking about, they drafted Michael Carter and Michael Carter, the second unrelated. Oh yeah. I heard about two that. Different yeah, positions. Yeah. I just thought, I just thought it was, it was a funny, interesting, interesting thing that about it, but that's, Another story for another day. I just thought it was funny. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, so if you're good on Buffalo, I'm kicking it back to you with Carolina. All right. So Carolina had, let's see, they had first, second, and two-thirds. Yep, that's what I got. So with their first with their first pick, they had, I, I, I screwed up when I did my notes, and I did it in, Pick number, not oh, gotcha. Not round. So I kind of I'm trying to do the math on t- off the top of my head as we go. Okay. Uh, so I had um, they had J.C. Horn uh, in the first round at quarterback, which I thought fit a need for them. Um, I I thought this was a little bit of a reach. I had Horn as my number three cornerback, and he he was I had him way behind Sertan and uh, Caleb Farley and the. I had had Horn as the number three cornerback in this this draft class, so I thought that was a bit of a reach. So I gave that pick a B. Okay. I think he's a solid player and it fit a need, but they kind of reached a little bit. So in the second round, they they picked uh, Terrace Marshall Jr. I I give that an A plus. Like that's like a super high value pick. They 
They need need some weapons. One thing you can't say in Car- in Carolina about Sam Sam Darnold now is he didn't have weapons around him because he has fucking That's Christian true. McCaffrey. He has he has DJ Moore, uh, Robbie DJ Anderson, Moore, Robbie yep. Anderson, Terrace Marshall. Who Marshall is very similar to to Justin Jefferson, who lit up the fucking league last year. Um, I mean that's just. I'm so excited about the wide receivers down there in, uh, in Carolina now and the potential for Sam Darnold. Nice. Um, Christensen, he, he, Christensen is uh, Brady Christensen, offensive tackle from BYU. I, I think that's a, an A. He's, he's consistent. They need to protect the quarterback down there. Um, and I have no real notes on Tom, Tommy Tremble, the the tight end from Notre Dame. Like I don't, I don't think I saw him play. I don't think I, I don't think I dove into tight end. I think end, he's, so. yeah, I think he's a little bit of a work in progress. But I've heard, yeah, uh, I've heard that he's got a lot of the, a lot of the tools uh, that he could develop into a solid guy at the next level. But it's, you know, it's a yeah. guessing game. Yeah, because like all, all I have is he, he was underutilized at Notre Dame. Really, that's all I could find on him. I mean, Notre Dame does pump out a lot of tight ends, so you know mm-hmm. I'm sure there's some pedigree there. But uh, yeah. okay, so what what did you think for these guys overall? Overall, I gave gave, gave them actually a, an A. I, it's oh, a nice. solid A. Like nice. it's a little bit of a reach on Horn, but I mean, I mean Marshall is. I mean that's super value pick at 59. I had him going going top half of the first round almost. Where did I have Marshall? I, I had him going. I'm sorry. I am going at 23. So, I mean, that's, that's a solid pick. Christensen's consistent, fits in need. And and then Tre- Tremble, I was a little little shaky on, um, but I think I think they, they must see something in him. Notre Dame, like you said, Notre Dame pumps out tight ends. So, so yeah, I give them definitely an A. Nice. You were uh, a lot more generous than I was. I, I had him at a C. Uh, and you know, I, I like some of the guys, like you talked about, I just, um, I had their needs a lot different. And so I, I just kind of said, you know, these might be okay players, but I thought that there was a little bit more bang for the buck, uh, looking at those top levels of talent, hitting maybe some of the higher needs, at least that I had them. Uh, but that's okay. It's good to have some positivity. Uh, so next up we got the Chicago bears. And uh, this is one that it, it just pains me. It, and I think there's some risk reward in their picks. Uh, they took quarterback Justin Fields in the first round, and they took offensive tackle Tevin Jenkins in the second round. Both of those picks I graded as an A, and I'm giving them an A overall through the first three rounds uh, with just these first two picks. Um, I'm not evaluating the trade, what they had to give up to make all that work. Uh, I just think that uh, this is a team that's a playoff team and they've needed a quarterback just to get them over that hump. Uh, If fields is more reward than he is risk in that equation. uh, I think that it's a, it's a huge upside for this team. And then they needed help on the offensive line and they nailed it in the second round with Tevin Jenkins. So, you know, as a lions fan, it pains me. uh, But I think Chicago did really well for themselves in this draft. It, it pains me to say this, but I think you were a little bit harsh on them. Okay. And you gave them an A. Like I mean, you they, saw I, A plus all the way. A plus all the way. Like okay. Fields, 
Fields is, a, is the consummate leader. Like I, like I told you, he, Fields is, if not the, the main reason, one of the, one of the biggest reasons why the Big Ten played football this past year. The Big Ten announced they were, they were not going to play football, and Fields instantly took to social media and started, started pitching a fit about it, how we want to play. Started organizing the players at Ohio State, organizing, organizing the parents of the players at Ohio State to write the Big Ten office. Did all this shit to get the Big Ten to play. He's 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 a tr- I think he's a true leader and that leadership quality will is is something that wasn't there with Trubisky in Chicago and hasn't been in Chicago and is one of the biggest qualities that's lacking that caused a quarterback to fail in the league and that and that's why I give give them an A plus on it. Okay. All right, so that takes us over to Cincinnati. And uh, they're all yours, man. Okay. I, and at this point is where I, I've waited to this. I'm going to address the comments to last week's video on how wide receiver <laughs> is more valuable than offensive line where Cincinnati picked at five. And that's utter bullshit. I don't oh, you're, care. You're, call, you're calling out James Rhodes hitting us yeah. on the on the comments. I don't care who you have to catch the ball. You could have fucking Jerry Rice, Randy Moss, and fucking and Antonio mama. Brown yeah. and, and 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 or Antonio Gates and like name the best wide receivers ever to play football. If your quarterback's on his backside, he can't complete a pass. You have Jamar Chase, and yeah, he's a great talent, and that was that was the number one pick by first first round pick by Cincinnati. He's a great talent, but if Burrow is on his ass, he can't throw the ball to Chase. It's definitely not a need position for them. I give Cincinnati a fucking F for picking Jamar Chase here. Okay. You had Penny Sewell. You had Rashawn Slater. You had had all these great tackles, but like everything I was reading coming in the draft is how Penny Sewell is the most surefire, is the second most surefire Hall of Fame or in this draft class. So you had you had Pitts and you had Sewell. Those were the two Hall of Famers that were supposed to go in the top five. Two automatic Hall of Famers. By being drafted, they're Hall of Famers, almost. And you go with Jamar Chase. Yeah. I think they I agree with you, man. I after what happened to Burrow last year, to not take a top-flight offensive lineman, it's negligent, man. It's negligent. Yes. And then you turn around and you can. Then you make okay. So you make the argument. Let's get a let's get a um, top-tier top-tier tackle in the second round. And you go and you reach for Jackson Carmen. Yep. You go and you reach. He was the third, fourth-round pick, and you pick him. Pick him, yeah, you traded down. I'm not evaluating, not seeing, not saying anything about whatever happened in the trade because I don't care. You still reach for Carmen. Yeah. That's, it's a need. He might be okay. You're, you're talk, when you're talking second, third, fourth round, that might be might be interchangeable. I, I see it as a reach. So I'll, I'll, I'll give that a C. Okay. I'll give him a C. Then... You have Joseph Asai, who they picked 
in the third round. I'll give this an A. Ooh, reason I, like I give that. this, I, I like that. I think it's a val- value pick. I, I think um, he, he, he's versatile. He's played inside linebacker. He's played played defense, defensive end or played played outside linebacker, edge, whatever you want to call it. He 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 won't won't run by tackles. He 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 can he just gets his hand a little better and he can be a solid player. I've had him in the second round, early third round round capacities where I thought he would be go he, he he should turn into to a solid outside linebacker in three in three four he he's I think he's a great pick overall though I give Cincinnati a C gotcha well I got there in a different way but I gave him a C as well so I will uh stick with you on that one uh okay so up next we got the Cleveland Browns and uh they had one pick in each of the rounds uh, in the first round, they took cornerback Greg Newsom the second, uh, which I gave them a B on that one. Uh, I, I like Newsom the second. I, I definitely do. I just thought that there was some uh, higher talent to match some of the needs on the board, but that's okay. Uh, in the second round, I thought they got a steal with inside linebacker Jeremiah Owusu Karamoa. Of course, I say inside linebacker, but there's talk about him being outside linebacker, possibly safety in some packages. Uh, and that might be one of the reasons why he fell into the second round uh, is that maybe, you know, some teams just weren't sure where to use him. I still think he's a great talent to get in the second round. So I gave him an A plus on that pick. Uh, and then in the third round, they took wide receiver Anthony Schwartz. Uh, that one, I gave him a C. I just don't see it being a need for them. If they make the move, uh, with, uh, uh, what's his face at wide receiver, then yeah, I guess it opens up, but you know, without that happening, I thought they, they could have done better by going out and getting possibly defensive tackle Jay Tufeli from USC I, or whoever. There was a number of guys on the board at that third round pick that I think could have given more bang for the buck, but, uh, it's okay. I think overall they still did really well. I'm giving them a B plus as a team. Can't argue with, can't argue with there. I I got it. I I was a little higher on the Newsom pick because I thought, I thought he was, a little he was right there, right around there for for Cleveland, uh, with the other players that were gone. I I thought maybe, I'm sorry, a little lower on the Newsom Newsom pick than you because of uh, Samuel Jr. I believe he was still available at that point. Yeah, and I, I just looked at it as, like, in simple sense in my grading scale, you know, the A is you're taking the top tier and you're you're meeting a top need. And then a B is you're still getting a guy from the top tier, uh, but it's going into one of your, like, mid-level needs. And when I looked at Cleveland, uh, I had linebacker and defensive tackle is more important pressing needs than cornerback. And so that's the only reason Newsom got a B grade. I still think he was a top tier talent and they did well by doing that. Uh, I just thought they could have filled uh, a hole with a, a top tier talent in a, a, a position of bigger need. Yeah. But, but also you, like the first round linebackers were kind of gone there. there. Um, yeah, I mean, you're looking at probably there's no real, it, it would have been, at that point, it would have been a Wusu Karamoa or Aziz Ajilari 
and I, I like both those guys. And so I think that's kind of why I was able to, you know, get comfortable yeah. with the B grade, but, uh, but yeah, no, I, I hear what you're saying. It's another one of these deals where the, the player is, he's not a B player. He's, he's an A player. It's just, uh, I gave him a B grade just because of, you know, where I prioritize the needs. That's all. I got you. I got you. I, I think we're kind of just taking a little slightly different look at, at it as we're grading it, but we're coming up yeah. with similar grades on it. So, well, that's, that's the, that's the beauty part about it. You know, we, uh, we all have, a, you know, more than one way to skin a cat, man. I grade it my way. You grade it your way. And you know, that's the, uh, otherwise we'd all be making the same picks. So true. True. Uh, Right. Uh, so I okay. yeah go ahead. I give da- I give Dallas an A. Okay. An A overall for this draft. That's um, intense. They looked at it. Obviously, their top targets were were J.C. Horn and Patrick Sertan, and they went right before them eight nine, and they said, "Okay, let me trade back," and weren't afraid to trade with Philadelphia. And they traded back to Philadelphia, and they got the player they wanted, wanted their number three guy, Micah Parsons. Yeah. Micah Parsons is a phenomenal pick. I love Micah Parsons. There's some, a little bit of character, possible character concerns. And if, if it weren't for, like, what's coming out about possibly may have, might not have, hearsay, this happened in the locker room at Penn State two years ago, he would have been top 10, possibly even top five pick mm-hmm. this year. He's a phenomenal talent, and he would have been clearly the best defensive player that that was um, out there in this draft. And he hit, fills a big, big need with uh, Sean Lee retiring. Yeah, you know, it, it depends on what happens with um... – uh, that other uh, younger linebacker, I know they got Jalen Smith, who's been solid. Uh, the other guy with the neck injury, um, you know, when oh, he plays, um, he's he's been solid, but he's had some issues. And so I, I heard that that's why they were so comfortable making that pick, is that the linebacking core on paper, if those guys are healthy, still looks pretty good. It's just that uh, there's risk that this guy just might be an injury bug kind of player every year. So we'll see. Vanderush. Yes, that's it, Vanderush. Thank you. I was, I'm like, I'm like, that I knew it started with a V. I just couldn't, couldn't come. Okay, in the second round, the Cowboys picked Kelvin Joseph, cornerback from Kentucky, which is a solid pick. It fits the other need. It fits a need. And I don't think it was much of a reach. It might have been a little bit of a, a, a little, little reach, but not too bad. Like I still, still think. Eh, actually, I scratched that. Scratch that, because I, as I had them, I had this pick, pick flip. I think they would have been better off going with Asante Samuel Jr. And I, I don't know why he dropped so. Yeah, far. I, I, I had, I had that in my notes. Is that I would have given him a bigger grade if they picked him over Kelvin yeah. Joseph. But yeah. So, so scratch that. I'm, I'm gonna drop it down to a B plus. Okay. Because that, because that one you had Os, Osa Odig. Odigazua. Just go fast. And, uh, Just say defensive fast. tackle from UCLA. <laughs> um, I think he he can play inside outside. He's he's active. I think it's a good pick. 
Chauncey Golston, uh, defensive end from Iowa. I th- I think Dallas is going. They're going defense. Um, they they needed help on their defense last year. It's a solid solid need pick. And then cornerback Nashawn Wright from uh, Oregon State might have been a little bit of a little bit of a reach there. Um, like you had Fede Melifanwu, which yeah. They could could have taken, which I'm glad fell to the Lions because I was really high on Melifanwu coming into this draft, mm-hmm. um, and so like you you had Molden you could have picked. Like I thought there were better cornerbacks out there, but I mean when you're getting into the third round, you have all these guys. Like I mean it's like really a crapshoot third fourth round. So I I'll give them I'll give them a B plus, not a not an A. Okay. Because hey, I forgot about the Samuel stuff. A, a little nicer than me. I had him at a C plus, uh, and I like the Micah Parsons pick. I, I think that that guy's a slam dunk. But I thought that they um, either went with the wrong guy or reached on the rest of their picks. Uh, and it was just the way that the board came down. Every time they picked, I I was looking at like a handful of guys where I'm like, oh, I think this guy's a better pick. And then they went with somebody else, and it just so I'll probably probably a little bit overly critical on them, but I do like the concept, like you said, which is focusing on the defense. We know that if Dak comes back healthy, that offense is going to light it Mm -hmm. up just like they did last year, but they got to do something on freaking defense or it's not going to matter because it didn't matter last year. So, uh, okay. So over to me with the Denver Broncos in the first round, they took cornerback Patrick Sertan, the second, uh, I gave that a C I know wow, you're, not, you're generous. You, oh, okay. Well, there we go. I thought you were going to think I was being too mean there. Uh, second round running back Javante Williams. I gave him a C there third round cornerback. Aaron Robinson gave him a C minus, uh, later in the third round guard Quinn Miners, I gave him an a, I like that pick a lot. Uh, and then their last third round pick offensive, not offensive lineman outside linebacker, Baron Browning. I gave him a D on that. Uh, I, you know, Here's the thing with Denver. Uh, they had an opportunity to take guys fitting their highest need at every pick that were in the top tier of best available players, and they went in a different direction on all of them. And so I just didn't get it. I gave them a C overall. Um, like, I like Patrick Sertan II. It just, they have two solid cornerbacks already. So grabbing a third with your first-round pick it's just thinking too far into the future, in my opinion. Uh, and then running back Javante Williams, you know, yeah. Is he going to be a good compliment to Melvin Gordon? Probably. But did they need to give him a compliment? I, they could have gotten him one later or they could have done something in free agency. I just thought that there were a lot of good guys in, in, in the draft still available. I would have had him taking Christian Barmore, in my opinion. And if not him, I would have had him taking Tevin Jenkins right there. Both of those would have been huge fits for holes on that team. Uh, and then the third round with Aaron Robinson, you know, I, I did like him. I just had him lower on my board. Uh, and this was a point in the draft where I was looking at what the heck's going on with Jabril Cox, man. Maybe bring that guy in and plug him in on that defense. I don't know. Just everything they did kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Uh, so I gave Denver a C overall. All right. So I thought Denver should have drafted Justin Fields. 
I, that, I'm glad you said that. That was my, instead of Sertan, I had Fields as my better pick right there. Yeah, I, th- I thought I thought they should have should have picked Fields. I thought they they way swung and missed. But what it tells me by not picking Fields is, I think there's there's a trade out there. There's a quarterback that said that they would wouldn't mind playing playing in uh, Denver. Well, I, I heard it, that they I heard they made a push for Rodgers, and maybe there's still but, stuff going on. But here's the thing about 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 that. I believe after June first, Rogers's dead cap hit drops substantially. Okay. That's just what it tells me. But there's there's possibly something there. It might might signal something. I don't know. I'm not gonna get on it because I've been talking for weeks how Russell Wilson was going to end up on the Bears and they wouldn't draft Justin Fields because he basically fell to a spot where they felt comfortable trading up to. Hey, and I think that died this weekend. That's all good. Uh, so anything left on Denver or you want to kick it over to the Lions? Oh, we'll kick it over to the Lions. I give the Lions... <sighs> I give them a B. Okay. I give like A plus 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 for fucking bucking out and getting Penny Sewell. Yeah. I I mean, outside of drafting Trey Lance, who wasn't there, I don't think they could have done better. Like those were my two dream guys at number seven was Penny Sewell or or Trey Lance. I've been talking about Trey Lance for a long time, so. And in the second round, Levi Anwuzuriki. Anwuzuriki. Yeah, you just go fast. You'll get it. Yeah, so getting him him in the second round, um, I think, is is huge. I had him... I had him at 40... I had him in, in top forty, so I mean that's that's value. It's it's toughness, um, and then coming back at seventy two, getting Aleem McNeil. Um, I mean they're building this, building the defense, and and doing protect again protection for Goff. I'm 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 huge on this. Maybe maybe a cornerback, but then they went and at number one hundred one. Picked Ifiatu Melifamu from Syracuse, who I had. That's at notice 101. That's that's a compensatory pick in in the third round. I had him as where did I have him? I had him high, high up. Where is he? Where is he? I, I had, had him, him in the go- 60s. Yeah, I had him. I had him going 63rd to Kansas City. Nice. So, so I mean, that's that's a huge. So it's a it's a B plus for 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 the Lions. I think I think they might have been able might have been better maybe going defensive end with one of the defensive tackle picks, but um, and that would have pushed it pushed it into the A range. But all in all, a solid draft for the Lions. I'm glad you like that, man. I gave him a B plus overall. Um, 
you know, I like, and we talk about this a lot, you know, building from the trenches. That's clearly something that this new regime wants to do. You know, Sewell on that offensive line, uh, you know, these two guys on the defensive line after they made the move to bring in Brockers and re-signing Acora. Uh, and, and here's one thing I read about McNeil, our, our second or our, our first third round pick. Uh, some people have regarded him as the best run stopper in this draft class. And so I liked bringing him in. When I hear something like that, I'm like, that's great. If he, even if he doesn't end up being a full-time player, you're going to bring him in and he's going to have an impact in that running game on the defense. Uh, and then with Melifonwu, you know, it's, it's just like you're saying. I mean, it was a guy that great value at this point, getting him at 101. I had him rated at like 64 or something like that. Uh, and, and we know we need help in that secondary. And so I just, um, you know, I, I can't complain about what the Lions did here. I, I was happy with it. All these guys, you know, they, it was good value. Whereas in past years, you know, we always wanted to rip our freaking eyes out when we'd see him mm-hmm. take a guy in the second round that everybody had like a freaking six round grade on. And so none of that happened this year. And so it was a relief, at least so far. Okay. Uh, back my way with the green Bay Packers. Uh, these guys took cornerback Eric Stokes in the first round. I smoked him on that pick. I gave him an E. Uh, they took center Josh Myers in the second round, smoked him on that pick. I gave him an E again, of course, uh, probably a little harsh on that one. Uh, and then third round, they took wide receiver Amari Rogers. I gave him a D plus on that one. Uh, look, just real quick on each of these picks. In the first round, inside linebacker Nick Bolton was available. This defense struggled so bad stopping the run last year. Bolton was the obvious pick to me. Like, it wasn't even close. And then Stokes, by the way, was clearly outside of that top tier of talent available on the board. So it was a reach, and it was a lower-level need. I just didn't like the pick at all. With Josh Myers in the second round, uh, similar kind of situation. I had him way lower on my board. There was top-tier talent that could have fit a need. I would have looked at maybe Jabril Cox. I might have even looked at Creed Humphrey if they were that gung-ho on getting a center. I had Creed Humphrey rated significantly higher than Josh Myers. Uh, And then with the third pick with Amari Rogers, I like the idea, but I had at least two wide receivers with a five-point bump over Amari Rogers. One of them was Anthony Schwartz. And so it just, um, I don't know. It, It goes back just like they did it last year. Whatever Green Bay is doing, it's wrong, man. And eventually it's going to get this team bit in the ass. Just my opinion. So I gave them an E overall as a team grade. I think they, they screwed the pooch again, my opinion. Mm-hmm. But they did, But they, they guaranteed themselves to have an A Rodgers on their team next year. <laughs> hey, there you go. That's one way of looking at it. <laughs> All right. Houston Texans. So the Houston Texans didn't have a first-round pick, thanks to Bill O'Brien. Um, they didn't have a second-round pick, thanks to Bill O'Brien and the Larry Tunsil trade. Third round, they pick Davis Mills, QB from Stanford. They're picking a backup quarterback in the third round. I mean, how many quarterbacks do you need on your team? Is this like the sixth one they have now? Um, they have what? Tyrod Taylor. Uh, Tyrod Taylor. They have Deshaun if he's 
available, whatever. They have Finley. They have, I mean, how many quarterbacks do they need? They're just throwing them out there. They definitely could have gone need here and not, um, right, let me see, third round. They wide they could have gotten wide receiver, which they didn't. Their their second their second third round pick, but I think there was better wide receivers still available than than what they did at um, with uh, what sorry, Nico I, Collins. Yeah, Nico Collins. I, I forgot his name already. That's <laughs> that's how much of an impact this pick had on me. So when they picked Nico Collins, after Nico Collins went. Eh, if my computer would work properly, I'd be able to tell you this stuff. After Nico Collins went, which was 26, eh, eh, okay, maybe. It did kind of thin up, I think, at wide receiver. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of did. I thought, I thought there might have been better there, but maybe... You know, in the quarterback thing, it's a wild card. It all depends on what happens with Deshaun. I actually really like Davis Mills. I just don't like where he landed. I think if he ended up on a team like New Orleans or somewhere with a more quarterback-friendly coach, Davis Mills down the road with development maybe could be like a low-end starter in this league. I just uh, I just don't see it happening in Houston. I mean, definitely they, they, they definitely picked the eighth-best quarterback in this draft. <laughs> Definitely picked the eighth best quarterback in this draft, and he was the. Oh, look at that! He was the eighth best eighth quarterback to be picked in this draft. So, so I guess they they lined that up, but I. Yeah. I just don't. I don't like like the pick there. I think they they could have gone, they could have gone other places with it. I mean. Hell, they could have gone offensive line. They could have gone uh, gone defense. They could have replaced, tried to replace a, a Watt. I mean, there's so yep. many places they could have gone on, gone with that pick, and they chose not to. And for those reasons, even though Bill O'Brien's gone, I give them an F for this draft. Spanked him. All right. Uh, so back my way with the Indianapolis Colts. They took defensive end Quiddy Pay in the first round and defensive end Deo Odegbo in the second round. I gave the Quiddy Pay pick a B plus. Uh, I liked it. I just honestly, it would have been an A uh, had they not had a bigger need on the offensive line. I would have gone after Christian Derisaw if I was them. I'm just nervous. They've got a great offensive line. Uh huh. But we saw what happened to Wentz last year when the Philly line faltered. And this is the first time we're seeing a crack in that Indy line uh, after they had their left tackle retire. So it, it just that's all my my one criticism there. Uh, and then with the second defensive end, you know, I just kind of thought, hey, you already addressed that spot in the first round. There were plenty of other guys they could have nailed in that second round. And it's like, hey, you wanted Quiddy Pay in the first round? Jalen Mayfield at offensive tackle was available in the second round. Uh, and then if you didn't like him, Terrace Marshall was available at wide receiver. You know you need to get some weapons there. And so I just, I don't know, that second round pick, he might end up being okay. I just think he's a depth pick. 
and they could have gotten a starter in that second round spot. So overall, I'm giving the Colts a C rating for the draft. I, Questions, I, comments, yeah. concerns? No, I I was right around there. I I think she's she's about right for it. I I think like I think the problem with Odin Odin and Bo is I mean he he tore his ACL in January. Yeah, and, so he yeah that's right. He might not even play much at all yeah, this year. Exactly, and I, so I I think think she's about right for that for for them. All right, man. Jacksonville Jaguars. What do you think? So for Jacksonville, they took the no-brainer number one pick. I mean, he's been the number one pick in the 2021 draft for three years. Uh, Trevor Lawrence fit a need. A plus pick. Boom. They came back in this in the first round, their second first round pick, and they picked Travis Etienne. C. I'll give that as a C. It's, it's not much of a need. Last year, Robinson was solid for them. They could have gone um, off. They need offensive line. They could have gone, gone receiver here. Um, it, and they cho- chose to go running back. Etienne, I, I think he's going to be he's, he's solid. He's, he's, I had him him and Najee Harris as, as, two, as the first round running backs in this draft. So I yeah. agree with Etienne going in the first round. Um, I actually had ETN going a little bit higher than 25, but I don't think it was a need pick for he, Jacksonville. Yeah, good player, bad pick. Yeah. So in the second round, they picked Tyson Campbell and Walker Little. I swear, I I. I I, I, I don't know. They were both reaches, I, I, in my opinion, man. Yeah, like I don't, I don't know what they were thinking. Like at, at this point, at this point in the in the second round, you still had Samuel there at at corner. I mean, right there, that's that's yep. that's the big one. Walker Little, I had him as as like a fifth round grade. Maybe not that bad, but yeah, and Jalen Mayfield was there too. Yeah, you had Mayfield there. You had. Uh, I had, then, I had a lot of guys, man. I had them taking yeah. safety to Ron Morig. They could have gone Christian Barmore at defensive tackle. They could have even gone Pratt Freyermuth at tight end. All of those were higher needs coming from that top tier of best available players, man. Mm-hmm. And then, and then, as as you mentioned, Morig, they went with Andre Cisco in the third round, which I believe I had a second round grade on. Yeah. I had I had Cisco going in the second round, so I think that's a value pick. But that was I just a good think, pick. Yeah, I I just I think that's a good pick, and by that point, it's got to be a no brainer because because of how how talented I saw saw Cisco as being. But they just I, had a brain fart in the second round, man. Yeah, their their second round just was they had a shitty second round, and that so I give them a C. Okay, I'm right there with you. Uh, okay, so the Kansas City Chiefs, they had two second-round picks after they made their trade uh, with Baltimore. And, you know, hey, we talked about it. We're not grading the trades, but that was obviously a phenomenal move to bring in Orlando Brown. Uh, but just looking at their two second-round picks, 
They took inside linebacker Nick Bolton at uh, number 58. I gave them an A-plus on that pick. I, I really like Bolton, and they've needed a solid inside linebacker for a long, long time. Uh, and then at 63 in the second round, they took center Creed Humphrey. Uh, I gave it a C. It just, to me, after the moves that they've made on the offensive line, I didn't think they needed to go back to the well yet again. Uh, and so I just, uh, I like him as a player. Uh, I just thought that they should have went after a defensive end or maybe even a cornerback in this spot. There was Ronnie Perkins available. There was Elijah Molden available. I thought they could have got a little bit more bang for the buck. Uh, but I, I, I think they still did pretty good overall. I gave him a B plus. I, I agree. If you throw the trade in, I'd say it's an it, it's an A, but you can't evaluate. Yeah, if, if we were, were adding the trade, trade, yeah, I definitely would have bumped it up big time if we were counting the trade as part of it. All right. So for for the for the Raiders, I almost called them the Lakers, but <laughs> that's I hear they drafted Alex Leatherwood in the first round. Um, I don't know how to. It was bad. I'm torn on this because I had Leatherwood as going at number at going in the top ten. I oh no really shit! You had him high. Oh man, I every, was really high on Leatherwood coming. Every in, board coming I looked then, at had him way later, but that's that's encouraging to hear somebody else thought he was that high. But then, but then you look at it, and I'm reading everything everything everyone's saying about it, and everyone's like, "Oh, it's a reach! It's a reach!" I don't see how it's a reach. I give them an A for this pick. I think it's a super value pick. It fits a perfect need. I think Leatherwood could is gonna is gonna fit in right right well on that on, on that offensive line and play fifteen years protecting whoever they have at quarterback. That's not David David Carr. Well, that's good to hear. Somebody's behind him. In the second round, they drafted Trevon Murray. That's an A. Like I. Like we just said with uh, who who was it Jacksonville? We thought Jacksonville should have picked him picked him at thirty three instead of Tyson Campbell, or forty five instead of or well not not forty five said thirty three instead of Tyson Campbell at cornerback. So so I mean Trevon Morig, I mean that's that's an A pick. I had Morig going uh, going in the first round. So yeah, that was a solid in the second pick. round. That's a solid pick. Uh, at 79, they picked Malcolm Kuntz, and at 80, they picked Divine Diablo. Who? Yeah, both those guys were a reach, man. I wasn't thrilled with either of those picks. So the Raiders had a solid, a solid A going in the first and the second round of the draft. And the third round, it's like, these are huge reaches. So, I mean, that drops it down to a, so I'm going to give them a B minus. It's nicer than I did for them, but that's good. I, I like your positivity overall, especially with the Leatherwood pick, man. I, I just, um, so many people bashed it and uh, it's nice to hear somebody support it. Yeah, um, I had Leatherwood as the as third or the fourth best offensive tackle on the board like I had I had let I had it had it uh Slater Sewell 
or Sewell Slater, whichever whichever way you want to go. I had those guys like back like right right there, evenly mat, evenly paired. I had Le- I had Leatherwood and Darisaw even even there, and then number five was Mayfield. So I gotcha. I like the pick. Like I had Leatherwood Leatherwood as number three, number four tackling this in the entire draft. So well, they're going to need him to come in and be an impact guy right away. You know, they, they dished out too many pieces from that offensive line. So, uh, mm-hmm. he's, he's definitely got the opportunity. Um, okay. So next up, we got the Los Angeles chargers. Uh, this is one that I, I liked. I'll just start off by telling you that in the first round, uh, they landed offensive tackle Rashawn Slater. I thought it was phenomenal that that guy slid to them because left tackle was their biggest need, and now they got a lot of relief on that offensive line, even if they kind of juggle guys around. But Slater probably goes to left tackle. Uh, in the second round, they picked Asante Samuel Jr. I love that pick. I gave it an A. Oh, by the way, Slater, I gave an A on that. Uh, I gave Asante Samuel an A. Uh, this is one of their top needs, and he was one of the top guys available on the board, so I liked it. It was Good matchup. Uh, And then in the third round, they took wide receiver Josh Palmer. And they also took tight end Trey McKinney, uh, McKitty. Both of those picks I gave a D and, you know, maybe a little bit harsh, but uh, I thought that they were outside of the top tier of best available talent. uh, And they were also a little bit out of alignment with what their highest needs were left Uh, with Josh Palmer. I just looked at it. If you wanted a wide receiver, I thought Anthony Schwartz was there and Tillon Wallace was there. Two guys that were significantly higher rated, at least on my board. Uh, and then with Trey McKitty, I, you know, I don't know. At this point, I was just, why is Jabril Cox still on the board? Just get him in there. Plug him into the defense. He's going to do something. Uh, and if you're not sure about him, Chris Rumpf, an outside linebacker, would have filled a bigger need. Uh, and, and so I don't know, but I, I still think because I weight the first and the second round pick with much more value, uh, I still think the chargers did a great job in this draft and I gave them an a minus overall. I can, I can give you that. I, I didn't understand like what they, what they were doing in the second round. I love the Slater pick. Like I just said, like I had Slater is tied for the best tackle in the league. When when you hear discussion heard discussions about about who they were going to pick in the first round, yeah, it was obviously going to be offensive tackle. Who would have thought Slater would drop to thirteen as yep. highly as he was rated and as much of a need as that is across the league? The Rams hit it up. It's, it's going to surprise you. I give the Rams an F. An F. That doesn't an it F. doesn't surprise me, but let's let's hear how you got there. All right. So in the second, they had no first round picks. That was part of the was that the Ramsey trade or yeah, there was a Ramsey trade. Yeah, yeah. In the second round at number fifty seven, they picked two two Atwell. So it was a four round, five round reach. <laughs> I had him actually fairly high on my board, but uh, I just didn't I didn't see a need for it. But yeah, go ahead. He's 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 fast. He 
he, he, he might not be talented. He, I mean, not, he might, it's just, it's just a terrible pick. Like, He's he's I, a, he's small stature, five nine hundred and fifty five pounds. Yeah, you know I, basically. I had, I serious, yeah, to be to be serious on it, I had him as a fourth fifth round pick, not a not a second rounder, and that's why I thought he was. Um, yeah, yeah, I got a huge reach. Yeah, and then the, and then they went out and they picked Ernest Jones at number one hundred three. This is. A six round six round reach. I I didn't have Ernest Jones being drafted. Yeah, I didn't even have a grade on him. Like, I mean, below average at these these are some of the highlights of 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 his his analysis. Below average athlete. Stiff, oh no. Stiff in lateral spaces. No burst. Needs consistent positioning to leverage gap against guards. Doesn't play gap shooting bursts and big plays. Average balance. Agility fighting through blocks. Gets too far downfield and can't chase bounce outs. Labor change of direction and will take him off the field on passing downs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, his positives are he wraps up when he tackles. I kid you not. Somebody taught him that at least. Yeah. He so you spanked him. Misdirection. Yeah, yeah. This this is a huge reach. It's a terrible, terrible pick. I give them an F. Okay. Um, okay, next up we got the Miami Dolphins. And so, uh, man, they were just chucked full of picks. In the first round, they took wide receiver Jalen Waddell. Uh, they also took defensive end Jalen Phillips. In the second round, they took safety Javon Holland and offensive tackle Liam Eichenberg. Uh, and then in the third round, they took uh, tight end Hunter Long. Uh, and so when I look at the first couple picks here, you know, I get it. Waddle, top flight talent, but I just did not have it as a big need for them. And so I gave them a C. I thought they needed to go after Sewell or Slater and address that offensive line as a way bigger priority, especially with a young quarterback in Tua. Uh, and then with that second pick with Jalen Phillips, once again, I like the guy. He was a top-tier talent guy, but they could have went Christian Derrissaw. They could have went Najee Harris. I just thought that there were some guys that would have filled bigger needs for them. Second round, Javon Holland. Uh, you know, this is this is a tough one because I didn't think he was even in that top-tier of talent available. I gave him an E on that pick. If they wanted a safety, they should have went Trevon Morig. Uh, but still, this was their third chance to address the offensive line, and they didn't do it. They could have got Tevin Jenkins there. Next pick, Liam Eichenberg. I gave him an A for that pick. This is one of these offensive linemen out of Notre Dame. He is fundamentally sound. Uh, you know, He's going to have to do a little bit of developing, but I think for that point in the second round, this guy's going to come in, and he's going to make a difference on day one for them. So I was happy there. Uh, and then in the third round with tight end Hunter Long, uh, you know, in general, I liked the pick. It just was not a need. You know, they've got Mike Gusecki. They they went out, they got Jalen Waddell. It just, I don't know. I just, I was expecting more out of the Dolphins draft. I think they, they picked some great players. They just didn't do it in the right kind of order of priorities, if that makes any sense. And so I gave them a C overall. 
And I know you like the Dolphins, so just give me your quick take before you move over to the Vikings. I I agree with you. I think I think I think C is a little bit generous, but not much. I think Jalen Waddle it was was a terrible pick there. Yeah, he's a talented wide receiver, but you need it for protect Tua. I thought they should have picked uh, Naj, either not. Yeah, Najee Harris was still available at eighteen. Yeah. Yep. Um, instead of an edge rusher, yeah, it fit a little bit of a need, but I think there there's better players available there. I agree with I, I. I was a little bit lower on them than you, but I mean, right around there. Okay. All right, take it with the Vikings. All right, the Vikings. They picked Christian Derisaw at number twenty-three. I, I like Derisaw. I think it fit for the need. I had yeah. I had him I had him going um, to Bears at number twenty. I originally because I but that because I originally thought the Vikings were going to draft Rousseau. But because uh, that's where I thought Rousseau was, but when they were originally picking. So, I mean, I still like the pick. It fits a need. Uh, Slater was gone. So it's, it, I think it's a solid pick. Um, then they come right back in the second round. I'm sorry, third round. They didn't have any second round picks. And drafted Kellen Mond. Why? They, they just... Whatever it is, man, they're Why? not going to get behind Cousins. Why? Um, I, then then they, they picked Chaz, Chaz Surratt. I, I like Surratt a lot. I thought Surratt was borderline a first-round pick, maybe middle, like from middle of sec, late first or early middle second-round pick. I had him. I, I had him, so I like that pick there. I think that's a that was a value pick. I think uh, Patrick Jones, the second, the defensive end, at number ninety is is a solid pick. It fit fit a need. I had him as going forty seven. Oh wow! So I think that's that's a big fit. Wyatt yeah. Davis, I I I don't know enough of, about him. I didn't have him in my first first three rounds. It might have been a little bit of a reach for him. But not too bad. Um, if it weren't for Kellen Mond, I'd be a lot higher on this draft for them. But I'm going to give them a C because that Kellen Mond pick just sticks out as as why. Yeah, yeah, and I think I guess I because it was a third round pick, I had lowered my weighting on it, uh, and I I really liked the Darasaw pick, uh, and I liked those other third rounders. I had him at a B plus, but you know it it is. The Met, the Kellen Mond thing, it did make me scratch my head. I gave him an F on that pick in particular. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so next up we got the New England Patriots. In the first round, they took quarterback Mac Jones. I gave him an A- on that pick. In the second round, they took defensive tackle Christian Barmore. I gave him an A on that pick. And in the third round, they took defensive end Ronnie Perkins. I gave him a C-plus on that pick. Uh, overall, I got the Patriots at an A-. minus. These were all picks where when I looked at the board and who was best left available, I just really did not see anybody else sticking out that I would have traded in for the guy that they took. And so I think that they they were very smart with their picks. Uh, it just was unfortunate where they got Ronnie Perkins that there wasn't another player that would have fit a hole a little bit better. Uh, and so I, either way, overall, 
I think that they did good in this draft, which is a change from where they've been the last however many years where they've been swinging and missing. I think these guys are going to be good for them. Any thoughts before you hit the Saints? I I, I really like the the Mac Jones pick. Like I I thought for sure they were going to trade up for to get one of these top quarterbacks. They're going to have to, and that they ended up falling right to them, which is which is amazing for them. And I just I think. It's a solid fit. I I think they did a good job smoke screening it. I like the Barmore pick at thirty eight. Oh yeah. Um, I I love that pick. I had I I believe I had Barmore as a first rounder. Yeah, I had Barmore going twenty second. So I mean that's yeah. That that's a solid pick there. And then Ronnie Perkins um, at ninety six. He was sliding down the board, so they got a good deal on the guy. Yeah, I you know? I don't think I had him rated rated. I was trying to remember if I had him rated right in the second round. No, I didn't. So yeah, third round. That's about right for for that. So I I agree with you. Yeah. Uh, okay. So why don't you take it with the Saints? The Saints. <laughs> Do I have to? Uh, yeah. Better you than me, man. I did not like what they did. I give the Saints. If if I could give the Saints a lower grade. I would, but we, I kind of resigned myself to F being the lowest grade okay. and I wish I hadn't. Um, the Saints get a solid fucking F for this draft. Okay. So in the first round at number 28 overall, they took Peyton Turner. Rousseau is better than Turner. Odingbo was better than Turner. Basham was better than Turner. It was I a mean, big reach. Yeah. A huge reach. I actually, I think, I think when they announced this pick, I was sitting next to the wife watching. I said, who? I, I, I'm not, not seriously, like more of a, did they really just take him? I had, I had Turner as going late second round and they picked him in the first round. It's a big reach, big time reach. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they did it with all then, their guys, man. All of all of their picks were reaches, in my opinion. Then they go and they pick Pete Werner. Um, another one of those. Who? Yeah. Linebacker from Ohio State, for those of you that don't know who he is. And I'm sure he's uh, fundamentally sound, but the grade was so much lower on him. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And then they took Paulson... Adebo in the third round. And again, it's another, I'll say it again, who? So I like him out of Stanford. I just, uh, it's just the same thing. I just thought they reached again, man. It's, it's, it's a big time reach. Like when they, when they took Adebo, like, I mean, again, I'll, I'll, I'll harp on it. If they, if, if Melifonwu was still there. And so was Elijah Molden. They had options, man. Exactly. And they took a Debo. Yeah, it's it's a terrible pick. I I think if you look at look at his grade or his, I mean, he was expected as. Oh well, now that I read read that, I, that kind of changes a little. His NFL comparison is Sean Murphy Bunting. Okay, CMU fired up. Yeah, 
We're speaking of CMU, CMU, perfect segue. Segue. Did you see that? I forget who it was, but there was a CMU player drafted today, a Titan slash punter. Uh oh, I'm gonna have to look it up. I must have gotten distracted. I I I, I forget his name. Fire up chips, man. Yeah, uh, it was. I I saw it. And I said they said Titan punter. I was like, what? It was Zach Davidson. Nice, nice. Hey, I but hope anyways, he makes it, man. Yeah, in the fifth round. Sweet. That's solid for a Central Michigan guy. Fifth round pick, I can dig that. Uh, okay, so over my way to the New York Giants. First round, they drafted wide receiver Kadarius Toney. I gave him a C grade on that pick. Second round, they took outside linebacker Aziz Ojolari. I gave him a C plus on that pick. Uh, I, I do like Kadarius Toney. I really do. I just... When I look at this team, even even I even like Aziz Ojolari, but the same thing. I look at this team, and they need at least at least two offensive linemen. I get it. You wanted to give Daniel Jones a weapon, but you just brought in Galladay. You still had Slayton. You still got guys there. You know, they could have taken Christian Derrissaw and got a piece on that offensive line. They could have taken Jalen Mayfield and like really short up the offensive line. Uh, and if you weren't going to do that, you had bigger needs on defense. Quitty pay, defensive end, what, whatever you want to do. I just I just think they got their priorities messed up here, James. That's all it is. I think Tony's a good player. Uh, it was just a bad pick. And so I gave him a C overall. And it's tough. We talked about it. <laughs> we talked about it earlier. It doesn't matter who you give your quarterback to throw the ball to if he's going to be on his back. It's not going to help him out. And the Giants' offensive line was freaking god-awful last year, and they didn't do him any favors here. So I'm giving him a C. I, I actually I think you're a little harsh on them. I think Aziz Ojulari is a solid, solid pick. I wish they would have gone offensive line at some point, but I, I like the Aziz Ojulari pick. Okay, fair enough. All right, man. New York Jets. I give the New York Jets a C. Whoa. I was digging what they did, but let me hear how you got there. Okay. So let's start with, with Zach Wilson. That's an A pick. So a pick. Yes. I like Zach Wilson. I think he translates well. Um, I kind of like him. I, I oscillate between liking him and not liking him today. I like him tomorrow. I probably won't. Um, Elijah Vera Tucker, I think that was a huge reach. I think he would have been available for the Jets to pick in the second round. Oh, no kidding. In fact, in fact, when I went through the mock draft, I had them picking him at number 34. See, I heard he'd been climbing up boards, and so I thought they did good by getting him there. But, uh, okay. So, so I I think he he would have been available at number thirty four. Um, Elijah Moore. I had I think Terrace Marshall was still available at that point, and if I remember correctly, I will verify it before. I, I, I believe do. I believe you're right. I'm pretty sure he was still available there. Yeah. Which which. So. I think they kind of flipped. They flipped what I thought they were going to do in the first round and the second round. Um, 
between obviously I knew Zach Wilson was going there, and then yeah. I thought they were, I thought they were going to go with uh, Marshall in the in the first round, and then uh, Vera Tucker in the second round. Um, I think so. I'll give I'll give them a B. I'll give them okay. a B because because they went the way I thought they were going to go, but just, just in a different in, order. Just in a different order. Um, but I still think they should have gotten Marshall in the second round instead of Elijah Moore, which is what what keeps it from being an A. Gotcha. It, you know, really, my biggest beef is that you brought in a rookie head coach that's defensive minded and you went all offense. That that to me is you're you're letting that coach fall into the trap of he can just make anybody work on that defense. And, and we know from history it's not that way. When, when your strength is defense, get some defensive guys to play with. But, you know, Zach Wilson, I guess, was an obvious thing. They, they could have done some other stuff and, and, and at least gotten some early round pieces on defense. That's my only piece on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so next up we got the Philadelphia Eagles. And in the first round at number 10 overall, they took wide receiver Devonta Smith. I like that pick a lot. I gave him an A there. I, I thought it. you're talking top guy on the board landed to fit their top need on the team. So I gave him an A. Uh, in the second round, they took center Landon Dickerson. Man, I went back and forth on this pick. I, I gave it an F. Everything I read about Dickerson's positive. I just am not sold that they needed that on their offensive line just yet. I know last year they were a mess, but everything I'm hearing is these guys are all expected to come back healthy. And when they were healthy the year before, they were one of the best units in the league. And so I don't know. I made I might have just waited a little bit longer to go offensive line. And so I was probably a little harsh there. Uh, and, and plus, I saw guys like Owusu Karamoa and Ojulari there. And I thought, man, those would have fit bigger needs on the defense. Third round, defensive tackle Milton Williams. I gave him an F on this guy. I just had this guy a lot further down on my board. Uh, you know, I could have seen them going Elijah Molden at cornerback. I could have even seen them doing something like Jabril, Jabril Cox at linebacker. Uh, all in all, because of the Devonta Smith thing being the big one early on, I'm giving them a B minus. I just thought this team, they could have hit on some other picks in the second and third round. Uh, I still think in time, Dickerson will be good. Milton, I don't, Milton Williams, I don't know a ton about him. It just, uh, I don't know. They, they got their priorities wrong. That's just all I think about it. Yeah, that's about right. I I like I like the Smith pick, but I don't like trading up for him. But he kind of the sneaky thing about the Devonta Smith pick is the reason why they traded up to get him was because the Giants were going to take him. That's what so, I heard. Yeah. So I mean I I like that I like that games gamesmanship within the division but um, I I agree with you on I think I think it Landon Dickerson was a little bit of a reach yeah their offensive line's getting older and you're gonna have to replace those pieces at some point but he has had was injured a lot in college so how is he gonna hold up in the pros? All right. Well, next up, we got the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right. So the Pittsburgh Steelers, I give their first-round pick an F. 
even though it's even though it's where I yeah. thought they were going to go in the first round, I still give it an F. Okay. They need offensive line. Yeah, I had Tevin Jenkins all day. They need offensive line. Tevin Jenkins was available. Uh, let me see who else. Twenty-four overall. So Eichenberg was available. You had. Uh, I mean, hell, you had had. They had a lot of guys. Jalen Mayfield available. was still had, there. Yep. Yeah, Jalen Mayfield. You had Dickerson, still, who we just talked about. Still, I mean, you had you had all these guys. You had Creed Humphrey, who could have gone there, and maybe not, but you you know what I'm saying. Like, you have all these all these offensive linemen that could go at at number 24 overall. Like, I mean. And they took White a running Davis. back. Yeah, and they took a running back. And, and by yeah, the way, it, if it, you don't give the guy need. any lanes, how well is he going to run? Exactly. It, it fit a need, but... It was a mid-level need, not a high-level yeah. need. Hell, you had Cosme still available there. I was really high on Cosme coming into this draft. Yeah. And it's just... it's just Even though that I, I was certain that that's where they were going to go... I still give it an F. Now, let's get to the second and third round pick. Sure. Pat Fearmuth, tight end from Penn State. F. Reach. Huge reach. And plus, plus at number 55 overall, you still could go offensive line. Jalen Mayfield is still there. Um... Let me see who else is still there. Oh, oh yeah, uh, Wyatt Davis. Even I mean, you ha- you have miners. You have yep all these people that that you could justify going at number fifty five overall to a team that desperately needs offensive line. Desperately needs offensive line. Let me repeat that. Desperately needs offensive line. <laughs> um, Spencer Brown. Yeah, you know, and, and with, I don't know what they're what they're doing. And then, oh wait, they finally picked an offensive lineman in in the in the third round at number eighty seven in Kendrick Green, center from Illinois, which does fit that need because Pouncey retired, but was a reach. Yeah, he was definitely a reach. So overall, I give the Pittsburgh Steelers an F. You spanked him. You spanked him. I'll tell you this. I, I, I liked the Najee Harris pick in theory, but you shouldn't have done it over offensive line like they did. Exactly. And, and, and I did like the Pat Freermuth pick. The problem is, well, I guess I don't like the pick. I like the player. I don't like the pick because Pittsburgh never does anything with tight ends. And so, I don't know, maybe they're looking at this guy being a, uh, like a Heath Miller type or something. Who knows? But, you know, I don't know. I agree with you, man. I think they, they mishandled this, this draft. Um, okay, so then back my way with the uh, San Francisco 49ers. In the first round, hey, everybody knows at this point, they took quarterback Trey Lance. I liked it. I gave him an A-, probably could have given him an A. Uh, you know, there, there were, you know, some guys with higher ratings on the board, but this was the obvious right pick for them, uh, in my opinion. Uh, in the second round, they took offensive guard Aaron Banks. I didn't like that pick at all. I gave him an E. In the third round, 
They took running back Trey Sermon from Ohio State. I gave him a C there. I liked the player. Uh, I just didn't think it was a high priority. Uh, and then in the third round, they came back, and they took cornerback Ambry Thomas. I gave him a D on this one. He was just way too low rated at that point in the draft, in my opinion. Uh, and, and just kind of going in looking at this, overall, I'm giving him a B-. minus. Okay, I still like the Lance pick. That kind of lifts him up. I do think Sermon is going to be uh, part of that rotation of the backs. Him and Mostert, they'll work some magic, whatever it is. I do like him as a running back in this class. Uh, but going back to that second-round pick, I would have taken Carlos Basham over Aaron Banks all day. And then that third-round pick was Sermon. I would have gone cornerback, whether it's Elijah Molden or Melifonwu. They need help in that secondary, and those were more pressing needs with higher talent guys available. Uh, and then and then in the third round again with Ambry Thomas, I just didn't see it. You know, like if you wanted a cornerback, Tay Gollin was there, rated significantly higher on my board. Uh, and, and honestly, I was looking at Jay Toffelli at that point. I thought, hey, just get a big guy in there to plug up that defensive line because that's been a strength of theirs for a number of years, but they've been losing some pieces. Let's just hit it and, and backfill it and make it good. I still think they had a pretty good draft overall, but it could have been better. Thoughts? I agree with you. I, I, I give you shit about, about rating Trey Lance so high because I was way far <laughs> off on who I thought they were going to take. That's, that's the only reason I think, like I told you, I, I, I like Lance. Yeah. You wanted Mac Jones there. Yeah. I know. I know from the mock draft. All right, man. Here, this will be another fun one for you. Seattle Seahawks. I give them a fucking F. Yeah. They, they, first of all, Dwayne Eskridge from Western Michigan was their only pick in the, in the second round. They didn't have a first-round pick. Um, first of all, this is a reach. There's no way he should have gone here. I didn't have him in, in the first two rounds. I like especially with, who, oh yeah, who was available after him? Marshall. Yeah, uh, it was, it was a reach in a position that was a very low level need. It you know, wasn't even a need for them. They need offensive line. Yeah. They needed need need a tight end, defensive end, defensive tackle, and cornerback. Cornerback. Yeah. I, I they they screwed the pooch, man. Like, what were they doing picking Dwayne Eskridge from Western Michigan? Um uh, well I do like I do like Dwayne Eskridge, just not here and not on this team. I think if they took him Later in the second, well, not, not even later in the second round, because they're almost at the end of the second round. If they got him in the third round, maybe I'd have been like, okay, good value probably. Uh, mm -hmm. But not when you have two stud wide receivers already and you have holes everywhere else on your roster. Uh, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I effed him. F him. You know, Russell Wilson's uh -huh. pissed, I'm sure. Um. Okay. But at least, at least they're giving Wilson Wilson weapons. That's more than you can say about Green Bay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, ah, oh, man. I don't know. I think he wanted offensive linemen, but that's just what I've heard. Um, yeah, I know. All right. So next up, we got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 
And uh, in the first round, they took defensive end Joe Tryon. I gave him a B on that one. I liked the pick. Thought they might have been able to do a little bit better, but I thought it was solid overall. Uh, second round, they took quarterback Kyle Trask. I gave him an F on that. I, I think it's an unpopular opinion that I gave him an F on that. I just uh, I didn't see quarterback being that high of a need for them to burn a second round pick on it, especially when the expectation is they're making that run for the Super Bowl again, and they could have gotten a guy to be a more impactful player this year in the second round. Just my opinion. Third round, they took offensive tackle Robert Hainsey. I didn't like that. I thought it was a reach. And, you know, I just, if you wanted an offensive lineman, I thought Quinn Miners was the guy there. Uh, I would have been Jay Tefelli. I thought it would have been better to get him in on the defensive line, give them some depth, because when Vita Vey went down last year, that did shake that defensive line for a couple weeks. Uh, but, I don't, you know, even, let's just go back to the second round pick with Trask. I get it. You want to start grooming a guy to replace Brady. But you know that basically you're all in for one more Super Bowl run. That second round pick could have been Jalen Mayfield just to make sure if somebody gets hurt on that line that you got depth. Uh, it could have been Elijah Bolden because you know that your secondary is one of the weakest parts on your team. You know they're young and up and coming. Just give them one more guy in that mix in case somebody goes down. I just... I gave him a C overall, man. I thought they could have done a lot better. I don't think they did horrible, but I thought they could have done a lot better. I gave him a B. Okay. Let's hear it. I I think so basically the Buccaneers this year were drafting for depth. Yeah. And the reason I gave them the B is yeah, they drafted a backup quarterback. That could in the future be a starter, but all reports are is they did the exact opposite thing that Green Bay did, where Green Bay didn't even talk to Aaron Rodgers saying, hey, we might draft a quarterback in this draft. Just to let you know, we don't know when, but we're going to draft a quarterback, which is what Jason Light went to Brady and said, I'm going to draft a quarterback in this draft. I'm probably going to draft a quarterback. Are you okay with that? I don't know when I'm going to draft a quarterback, but I'm going to draft a quarterback. Yeah. We're going to have Plan for a future because at some point you might stop playing. We think. <laughs> we think you are human, not cyborg. Yes. 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 We th we think you might stop playing, so we have to prepare for a future without you. Unlike what New England did. I would listen, and that's that's cool, and I like that they did that. But I would have went all in on on getting the pieces to make as deep of a run as you can because. When Brady leaves, I see this team falling off the cliff anyhow. And then that's when you go and get a quarterback because you're starting over. But, hey, maybe there's maybe there's a better way of doing it, you know? Yeah, but they're also, if something happens to Brady, I remember, but without drafting Trask, their backup quarterback was Blaine Gabbert. Yeah, I, I think without Brady, you're, you're just saying it's just not going to happen. But, you know. Yeah. All right. If you're good there, let's move it on. Tennessee Titans. Oh, this is me, isn't it? All right, so they drafted Caleb Farley at number 22 overall. A plus. Oh, Hit I'm a position in need. I I'm had glad him as you like that pick. I had him as the second best cornerback in this draft. Nice. I I love that pick. I had him. I had him as going in the top 10 
Eh, maybe not 10, maybe 11. Where did I have them going? I had them going 13. Okay, so I was I was close. I, I was going off the top of my head. I love that pick. A plus. Now, at number 100, they picked Elijah, Elijah Molden. A pick. But yeah. They just doubled down. It's an A player. I'm sorry. I meant to say A player. Like top best best one of the best cornerbacks on the board. He would fit a need. And I know why they did this. Um they did it because Caleb Farley just had two back surgeries and there's some concern if he can play. And I think they lost two cornerbacks. Didn't they lose Malcolm Butler and uh Dory Jackson? So I think they, oh, I think it right. made, I think it made sense it to makes, go back to the well. It makes that makes more sense. I for, I forgot about the the losing Ordora Jackson. So I I will leave that as an A. Okay. Um, Monty Rice at number ninety two. Yeah. Ugh. I don't like that pick. Nah. I don't like that pick at all. I don't have that as a need for them. Um. I just, I just don't like that pick. That that's that's a e e e okay yeah. And then at um number fifty three, they took offensive tackle Dylan Reduns from North Dakota State. I believe I had him. Uh, where did I have him? Oh no, he slid out. He must have just he must have just slid out of my 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 first two rounds. But I like this pick. I I, I liked him as a player. I I wanted to yeah. look because I forgot I forgot to look see who was still available when they picked him. Uh, you know, was, that that was my only complaint, is that Jalen Mayfield was falling down the yeah. board. And I kind of thought, you know, he would he would have been the obvious pick, in my opinion. But I, I think yeah. they did well with Dylan Raidens there. You know, the idea was, and we talked about it last week, just get one more offensive lineman because the strength of that team is the running game, and you want to keep that offensive line just freaking fortified. And so I, I thought it was a good pick. Uh, I just, I don't know. Exactly, maybe just the wrong player. Yeah, and and I don't think that Raidens is bad. I think he's going to do good for him. I just thought Mayfield was that much better on my board, I guess. So. Yeah, so so I'll give them, I'll give them a B minus. Okay, that's close. I, I had, I had I a bit think, of B overall. Yeah, I I I think what what kind of kind of tipped it was was the Monty Rice. I think that was kind of. That was a weird pick to me. Gotcha. Yeah, that that one, I didn't like that one at all, man. Um, okay, so. Uh, okay, so off to me, wrapping this bad boy up with the Washington football team. Ow. Uh, so in the first round, they took inside linebacker Jamin Davis. I like the pick. I gave him a B plus there. Uh, thought, thought they should have went Christian Derrissaw because they have a need at left tackle. But I still like the pick, so I gave him a B+. Uh, second round, they took offensive tackle Samuel Cosme. 
I gave him a B plus on that. I like the pick as well. Uh, it's one of these ones. Jalen Mayfield slid down the board. And so time and time again, I kept saying, why is this guy not getting taken? But I do like Cosme. I like everything I read about him. I'm just not sure that he can play a left tackle. But we'll find out. Uh, in, in the third round, they took quarterback Benjamin St. Just out of Canada. Uh, I liked that pick. Uh, you know, it was a lower need for me, though, so I gave him a C. But I, I do like the pick. Um, and, you know, Ron Rivera, he's found cornerbacks in drafts. And so, I don't know, something about that pick I feel good about. Uh, and then later in the third round, they took wide receiver Diami Brown. Uh, that one, I gave it an F, and I just, I had him a lot farther down on my board, and I just don't have wide receiver as a need for this team. I thought they could have went Chris Rumpf at outside linebacker. I thought they could have went Jabril Cox at inside linebacker. They could have done a number of things there, uh, but all in all, I thought they did pretty good. And so I ended up giving them a B minus. Uh, which I guess I would have to double, hang on a second. That's not right. Uh, I gave him a B, but a bing, but a boom. I, I, it's close to mine. I gave them, I gave them a B plus on it. I like Cosme. I think he can play both sides and hit the, hit the need and you got value there. Um, I, I love, Hamin Davis, Jamin Davis, however you pronounce it, I think I think he's a phenomenal linebacker. It it hit it hit the need right on the head there. But yeah, they might have been able to pick one of these other offensive offensive linemen. Um, I don't think St. Juice was a a need. Um, no, but and I I don't know much about him, and I I like. I like getting a wide another wide receiver in there for for um, whoever they have at quarterback coming this year. Fitz Fitzgerald or who Fitzpatrick or whatever his face name is, and who, who or whoever they else they bring in trade for Rodgers or whatever. <laughs> I'm throwing uh, that out there as a joke. There's no way Washington's trading for Rodgers, but I don't know. Sweet who's, if they got him. Who's gonna play play quarterback there? But you you need. You need we- you need weapons and third yeah. round flyer on a wide receiver. It, I'm you. fine with when you have a little bit of a need there. Okay. Uh, well, sweet. So that wraps up the uh, the team draft grades rounds one through three, and um, that takes us to our question of the week, James. And so you know, I'm just going to keep it as obvious as I can keep it. It's all about the draft. Uh, I want to know. In your opinion, what team nailed it and what team failed it? And while you're thinking, looking through your notes, uh, I'll just tell you, I think Chicago freaking nailed it. I mean, I, I'm just blown away at how good of a draft that they had, man. Uh, and they needed it because pretty much everybody and their mom is on the hot seat in Chicago. Uh, and then the team that I think failed it was the Seattle Seahawks. They had one pick in the first three rounds and they freaking blew it, in my opinion. They blew it at a time when their franchise quarterbacks pissed off at them. Uh, I just, I don't know, man. I just really was disappointed with what Seattle did. Not that they need to care about my disappointment. Uh, it just, uh, I just thought it was foolish. What do you think, man? I can't argue with you about Chicago. I think Chicago nailed it. Um, well, time will only tell whether they gave up too much to move 
move yeah. up to where they did, and how um, uh, the, 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 the fields pans out. As as far as teams first three rounds that failed it, I I agree with you on Seattle and. I'm trying to see, and I think Pittsburgh did too, because you, they yeah, had, the Saints kind of they fucked had, it up. Yeah, the <laughs> Saints kind of fucked. The, yeah, the Saints, the Saints are the ones. Like, like yeah, Seattle did. They had one pick, so they did. But I don't know, like, the Saints had a horrible first three rounds of the draft and didn't reached on players that may fit a need, may not fit a need, but there were better players available there, and um but just completely reached. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Well, Hey, so for anybody who's still watching, you know, we want to get your thoughts on this. Let us know. Who do you think nailed it? And who do you think failed it? Uh, It's similar to name that stadium. You can just pop it in the comments section. Uh, Or, or if you check out our Facebook page, you can pop it in on underneath our post. Um, Okay. So James, that is it for tonight. Uh, we got to figure out what are we doing next week? You know, are we going to do a, um, you know, we're going to do the full draft cover four through seven. Or are we going to do uh, uh, like a, an off season review? Now that we know all the missing pieces going on to these rosters, are we going to do, you know, you, you let, I guess let's just simmer on it. We'll talk a little bit tomorrow yeah. and, you know, we'll come up with some ideas and we'll plug something in. But, uh, but so for anybody who's still out there, Thanks for watching. We appreciate the support. Uh, We hope you liked the show. If you did, give us that thumbs up. Uh, If you really liked it, hit the subscribe button. Uh, But no matter what, shoot us some comments. We want to know how we're doing. Uh, And so uh, any closing thoughts, James? No closing thoughts. I basically hit all of them. I can't believe how toxic the situation in Green Bay has gotten. But I've kind <laughs> could, of, I've kind of that been could saying be good that for there's us, something, man. there's something there for this entire off season. So yeah, yeah. Hey, let them break away. You know, good yeah. for the Lions. Yeah, the Lions might have a shot at the at winning the division next year if there's no Rodgers in the division. Yeah, that'd be huge. Uh, all right, good stuff. Well, hey, I'll catch up with you in a little bit, James. All right, sounds good. Gridiron Grinder, hut hut hike.